Secret Satan. A seasonal murder mystery in 24 episodes. Written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Chapter 10. There is a point when drinking in a pub when you stand up to go to the loo and you suddenly realise you're drunk. Up to this point, you've just been having a quick couple of drinks. A couple being, of course, the perfect amount. Cheery, but not leery. The ideal alcoholic high. You've been chattering away happily, laughing convivially, as yet unaware of the increasing volume of the laughing, the increasing energy of the arm-waving, the increasing drunkenness of the chattering. You're having a nice jolly time with nice jolly people, and then there you are, upright, pulled up above the table, out of that shining, beery little huddle, up there at standing height, looking down on it all. And suddenly, it all seems so tiny and ridiculous, and also slightly out of focus and a little vertiginous. You are drunk. Maybe not very drunk, yet, but not safe to drive. Quite probably not safe to continue talking. Almost certainly not safe to make the decision you're about to have to make. Because there is a Rubicon you're about to cross. Only in this case, not a small river on the edges of Cisalpine Gaul, but a thin trickle of urine across the floor of the gents. When you thread unsteadily back to the table, are you going to make your excuses, make your escape, or utter the fateful words? One for the road! Because you know at this point that it will not be one, and the road ahead is a raucous, sickening, lurching one, like an ill-maintained roller coaster. You know this, but the knowledge is useless because you are already drunk. Your judgment is already impaired. The damage has been done. Might as well be hung for a sheep as a lamb, eh? The road to a hangover begins with just a single quick pint after work, which, in turn, can start with something as apparently innocent as a little catch-up in the kitchen. After my weird little managerial meeting with the manic eight-ball Radu, I thought it might be a good idea to call in the cavalry. My white knight, in this case being my fellow manager, Ali Shepherd, partly because she is far more competent and sensible than me, but mostly because Radu was her fault. It had been her that wanted a freelancer, her that had persuaded me to request one, her that had given HR the job description that inspired them to hire a person who could do absolutely none of it. So he was now going to be her problem. To give Ali the credit she is due, she was already on her feet and already on her way to intercept me before I even got back to my desk from talking to Radu. I turned on my heel and headed back to the kitchen. What's up? Radu would like to express his displeasure at everyone else's displeasure, I said. Secret Satan, said Ali, is the tip of a very angry iceberg. I said, no, wait, an iceberg is too cold. Some kind of bubbling mud spring, a geezer, apparently calm but liable to explode violently at some point. Manager's meeting, said Lem, passing by to refill his water bottle, are like vultures in the desert, a sign that something, somewhere, is in trouble. Maybe we should take this somewhere a little bit less conspicuous, said Ali. You want to try and find an empty meeting room now, or do we have a spare couple of hours? I said, it's almost 5.30. Exactly, said Ali, and then she said the fateful words, swift half? The next fateful choice 
was for a swift pint instead. It was Friday evening, after all. Fate was not so much smiling on us as leering provocatively. So, pint the first, Radu. The trouble is, I said, he knows, everyone else knows, that he's not very good at his job. Well, said Ali, he could always get better at it. But he, he, he can't get any more talented, I said. Yes, said Ali, but he could at least be punctually bad. Pint the second, secret Satan. I still don't understand how he even got the Satan, said Ali. He shouldn't have been in that drawer. He wasn't, I swear, I said. Maybe someone switched it somehow. Or maybe someone messed up the drawer, said Ali. I was in charge of the drawer, I said. Oh, you said it, said Ali. Point taken, I said. Pint the third, and a sudden detour into office romance. I can't believe you hadn't figured that out, said Ali. Everyone knows about Ned and Edie. Everyone does now, I said, but I didn't before. I thought Edie was married anyway. Don't be such a prude, Linus, said Ali. I'm not being a prude, I said. I'm being mildly censorious, and not even that censorious. If it keeps Ned happy and any the less precious about his designs, I'm all for it. Pint the fourth and the detour continues into the winding back streets and cul-de-sacs of my many failings. Your problem, Linus, said Ali, is that you want to be liked, like this stupid Christmas card thing. I'm sorry, I said. I said I'm sorry. Oh, it's too late now. We're doing it. It's happening, said Ali, and all because you wanted to please Richard Balls, Dick Balls of all people. It's all... Any man wants to do, I said, please, Richard Balls. Richard Balls, said Ali, raising her glass. Richard Balls, we toasted him. We toasted the balls. Pint the fifth, and Ali reveals a side to her character I had not previously expected. Last one, I said. I'm wiped out. It's been a killer of a week. L literally. A little pick-me-up, said Ali, fishing a little folded wrapper paper out of her handbag. Oh, that's... Uh, I said. Is that... Uh? Why should Tony be the only one, said Ali. Uh, uh, it's been years since I lost... Since I last took coke, I said. Then you're not an addict, said Ali. Congratulations, you go first. Pint the sixth. Tony, inevitably. Radu hated him, I said. Absolutely hated him. He was bullying him. Uh, Tony was bullying uh, Radu. Uh, I mean, not Radu bullying Tony. Radu, Radu would like to bully people, but he's not even competent in that. Who wasn't he bullying? Said Ali. Most of my job was tidying up after Tony. The absolute mayhem he causes, caused, caused. He didn't even have to work, I mean. He had some kind of trust fund or something. Did you know that? Didn't even have to work, but he did. Out of spite, I think. Just to wind people up. Radu, Sue, Lem. I have a whole inbox folder dedicated to complaints about Tony. A whole folder. Me and HR and Dick Balls. Richard 
balls, I said, toasting. Richard Balls, said Ali. I seriously wonder if there's ever going to be a job for me without Tony. Seriously? Everyone else can do their jobs apart from Radu, I said, and me. Everyone else, including you, but not including Radu, can do their jobs, said Ali. That's all I want. Just everyone to come to work, do their jobs, and go home again. That's all I do. Everyone should do it. All a manager should have to do is hire the right people, run the projects, and nothing else. Why do I have to deal with Tony Flint and his awful personality? Why do I have to deal with everyone else's awful personalities? Be, uh, be, uh, because you've got a nice one, I said. P um, personality? Um, I mean, uh, one for the road? You have been listening to Secret Satan, a workplace mystery presentation in 24 slides, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Our music is Holiday Weasel by Kevin MacLeod from filmmusic.io and our illustrations are by Jamie Lenman, who you can find at jamielenman.com. Our Christmas stories are on Spotify, YouTube and Substack and you can find links to all of these on our website, christmasstories.co.uk or you can subscribe on your podcast app. Wherever you listen, please take time to rate and review and make sure you don't miss the next episode of Secret Satan. Secret Satan